Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Today is, we recognize it as Father's Day, but I don't know about you, but every day for me is Father's Day, and every day for me is Mother's Day, because every day you're a father. How many of you know you've been deputized, authorized, and certified by God to be a, that, a father <laughs> and to be a mother? Because before the foundations of the world, how many of you know that God knew us? He knew everything about us. He knew that he was going to create us to be fathers, and he knew that he was going to create us to be mothers. So I like to say every day, I'm saying this, I want you to know that every day for me is Father's Day. Okay? So um, let's get this day going, and may you guys have a blessed, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Um, today is not the only day that God recognized you as being a father, but every day God recognizes you and sees you as being a father. How about that? So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to give honor to the fathers. Um, but I want to, what I want to join in today, I want to talk about loving others the way you want, uh, loving others the way, uh, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. How about that? Do you love others the way God loves you? Are we loving others as we love ourselves? Do you love others the way God loves you? Um, love your neighbor as yourself. That would be my title. Loving your neighbor as you love yourself. But we already know. Thank you guys, first of all, also for joining in on my podcast. I'm Dr. Pearlie Martin. Thank you for joining in on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing, because we know that our soul has to be whole in order for our, our, our ministry and our service to others to be pure. Uh, and for it to be done out of a heart of love. How many of you know that whatever we do in word or deed, not only are we supposed to do it as unto the Lord, but we're supposed to do it out of a heart of love. Okay. Uh, but um, we're going to pray first. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. You said we're two or three are joined together. There you are right there with us, Father God. So we thank you for being in the midst of us. And Father, we come before you this day, yielding our will, yielding our members. You say, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve to. So Father, we come before you today, yielding our members to you, to your will, to your way, Father. And we surrender and we say, Father, not our will, not our way, not what our, we want, but let your will be done in our lives again today, this day. In Jesus name we pray. Um, open our ears to hear so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Open our hearts to receive so we can receive your word, not just believe it, receive it, and act on it, Father, so we can bring forth fruit by doing what your words say do. Um, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is our helper, Father. So as I begin to speak today, I ask that you anoint my lips of clay to say what you want to say. For you said to the apostle to don't even think about what he's going to say, that when you go before the people, when he opened his mouth, you would speak through him, you said. So as I open my mouth, Holy Spirit, I yield my members to you. And I ask that you speak through me, Father. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. You are my helper. Bring your word back to my remembrance, Father God. Give us a word from your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. I do believe that I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. Um, again, thank you guys for joining in. This is on to my podcast. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Um, that's entitled my podcast because my podcasts are set up to do just that. If you want to be free, then this is the place you'll need to be because we're going to go on the inside. You know, man looks at the outside and they're impressed. Okay. But God looks on the inside and um, 
We say it all the time, Father, creating us a clean heart, renewing us a right spirit, right? Um, now, this is where we're going to deal with the real issues because this podcast is for mature audience only. What I mean by that is if you're willing to be delivered, because um, how many of you know we need to be delivered so we can grow from faith to faith and uh, glory to glory. In order to move from the place that we're at, we have to be willing to receive the truth because Jesus said, you guys know my favorite verse, John 8, 32. If you continue to those Jews that believe, he said, if you continue on my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will set us free. We know that God's truth sets us free from a lie. So I like to say every area in our lives where there's an addiction, a stronghold, a bondage is an area in our lives that's attached to a devil's lie. How about that? Okay, and so when the truth comes, the truth is the light. And we know even in the natural that if you go into a dark room and you turn on the light, the darkness is going to be expelled, right? So this is what God's word does. This is what the truth does. God's truth sets us free from a devil's lie. So let's get in on this. Today, my uh, topic is, uh, so I'm thinking, is love your neighbor as yourself. Are you loving your neighbor as you love yourself? And I'm going to get right back with you. One moment, please. Sorry for the interruption. Give me one moment, please. Now, I've been sitting here. I've been studying all morning. Thank you guys for joining into my Bible study because really this is what it is. I don't just study to do a podcast. I study to live. I don't just study to do a podcast. I study to live. I'm always seeking the Lord, walking around the house, thinking of stuff. Lord, what is it you want to say? What's going on, Lord? Why is this like this? I'm always asking them questions. (laughs) So I want to talk about loving your neighbor as yourself. If you guys like to support us, hit the support button and and, uh, leave a message. But I want to get into the podcast. I'll get back into that later. We're talking about love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you know that um, I'm, I'm coming out of, it's going to be Matthew's. Where Jesus tells his disciples about the greatest command. Matthew uh, 7 and 12. Matthew 7 and 12. Um, The Amplified Bible says, So then in everything, treat others the same way you want want them to treat you. I like the Amplified um, version because it really breaks it down. It says, so then in everything, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the essence of the law. Okay. So God is saying here, uh, treat other people the way you want them to treat you. Treat them the way you want them to treat you. Let me go back. Let me go back uh, here a moment about the most uh, important commandments. And we know what they are, right? Love the Lord thy God with all our heart, our mind, our soul. Hold on one minute. Love the Lord thy God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. Matthews 22, 37. That's really where I want to start. And we're going to work our way down. It's getting ahead of myself. Matthews 22, 37. Okay. Matthews 22, 37. Or we could go to 34. Let's go up to 34. Let's go to the settings who Jesus was talking to. It says, uh, Matthews, um, it says, uh, but when the, Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his replies. They met together uh, to question him again. But we already know that the Pharisees and Sadducees always came before Jesus tried to test them. (laughs) 
that religious spirit, it still does the same thing. It's coming to try to test you. It's not that the people really want to know. They're just trying to test you, to try to trick you. All right. And so this is what the Pharisees always did. They always came to Jesus trying to test them with stuff to see what he's going to say. Right. So here was Jesus reply. One of them, an expert in, uh, in religious law, tried to trap him with, the, with this question. OK, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the in the, uh, the law of Moses? This is what they was pretending like they wanted to know. But for real, they was just trying to trick him. Um, but in, in verse 37, um, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. Right. That's the first commandment. And this is the, the um, this is the first and greatest commandment. He said he said to him, um, verse thirty nine, he says a second is equally important. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Why? Because God is love and whatever we do in word or deed. It has to be done on love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. So the entire uh, law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Why? Because love is the fulfillment of the law. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Why is this? Why is love the fulfillment of the law? Because when we love our neighbors as we love ourselves, guess what? We're not going to lie, cheat, steal, kill, fornicate. And, and, you know, we think there's just 10 commandments, but there's a whole book of commandments. Um, but the, it was the 10 that God gave Moses. Right? Okay, so when we when we walk in love, we're going to automatically not lie, cheat, steal, kill, fornicate, uh, uh, be envious, because that's not what love is, right? We're going to go in that till later and talk about what love is. But um, so when we walk in love, then we're fulfilling the law. So uh, he said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. And how many of you know that when we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, he has every part of us, spirit, soul, body. He has our entire being. When we love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, there is no room for anything else. It, we're not in competition with the world. We can't love the God and the world because he said... If we love the world, love not the world, nor the things are that, that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Because when we love the world, the Bible says that the love of the Father is not in us, right? Because so we can't, to be a friend with the world is to be enmity against God because the world's way of living is opposite to God's way of living, right? So um, love not the world, nor the things of the world. So we must love the Lord that God with all our heart, our mind, our soul. There cannot be, we can't be double-minded and unstable. We can't just love God when it's convenient for us and not love him when it's not convenient for us. We have to love him with every fiber of our being. We have to be sold out. We got to love him with our spirit, our soul, and our mind, three-part being. We have to love him with every fiber of our being. With everything in us, we must love him. And how to, to love others like God, we must first love God, right? We have to love God to love our neighbors as ourselves. That's my main scripture there because my title is love your neighbor as yourself, right? So we're getting ready to dig into this. So how do we love others uh, like we love ourselves? I, I want to I wanna stop here and, and, and drop and uh, just 
just insert something here, that some people are loving you. They're really loving you the way they love themselves. <laughs> you say he don't love me. Well, I, I like to tell women, I'm going to drop this in real quick. The Bible says for the man to love the wife as Christ loved the church, right? For the husband. Let me, let me tell you this. If a man does not love God, he cannot love you like God. Okay. So let's, let's get out of this. This is why as believers, the Bible is for believers. Okay. The Bible is not for the world because the carnal mind cannot comprehend the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. Right. So let's quit trying to take unsaved people, unsaved men, spouses, women and men, and try to make them live by the word the word says. Oh, you a husband, you're supposed to be the head. This is a carnal-minded man. He comprehends, he understands not the things of God. This is a a, a carnal-minded woman. She they're not a saved. That's why the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what fellowship does light and darkness have, or Baal and, and Christ have? The devil and Christ has no fellowship. Light and darkness has nothing in common. When it, the light, when the light comes on, it's bright. When the darkness comes on, it's dark. They have nothing in common. Light and darkness. And so we get, we, we get, uh, I'm going with the Holy Ghost say, okay, we get with these people who we know is not saved. Remember, Jesus never said you'll know that they're believers because they know Bible scriptures. He didn't say you'll know them by how often they go to church. He didn't, he didn't say you'll know them by none of that. He said, you're going to know them by the love that they have. Uh, for one another. He said, the way you're going to know my disciples is by the love they have for one another. And you're going to, way you're going to know my disciples is if, if they love God. Well, we're going to go in and see, remember our obedience to God proves our love for God. First John, John and five tells us that we're going to get in that in a little bit. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but what I'm trying to talk about is they're loving you the way they love themselves. Let me tell you about selfish, selfishness. When people are selfish, I'm not talking about the selfish kind of love. I'm talking about the God kind of love. In order for people to love you like God, they have to first love God. So a person who does not know God cannot love you like God. So this is why I'm so, <laughs> when people are so surprised when the world act the way they do. Well, the world is supposed to act like they act. Remember, the Bible say that Satan is the God, the small G-O-D of this world. Have we read that? Let me, let me pull that up. Satan is the God of this world, right? And so by Satan being the God of this world, by Satan being the God of this world, they're going to do what, what he tells them to do. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, NLT says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God. So the God of this world, when people don't believe in Jesus Christ as being the son of God, as Jesus Christ being the Messiah, what's going on here? Second Corinthians four and four. It says Satan, who is the God of this world has blinded their minds, right? So the world don't expect the world to live according to the word. So if you're a believer and you get with an unbeliever, don't be so crushed when he don't, they don't love you like Christ love you. Because to know Christ is to love like Christ. And then some people say, well, I'm a good person. So what does you being good have to do with them being evil? They did this to me and I was good to them. Okay, well, that was how they are. They was loving you the way they love themselves. It's nothing personal. 
We got to quit taking how other people are and making it about us. They're loving you and, 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 and as they love themselves. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you the two kinds of love. We got the love of God. This here is talking about loving people uh, like Christ loves, like God loves us. Love, that's why he says first, you need to love the Lord. Okay, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart first, all your soul and all your mind. And then second, he says, which is the second greatest commandment, is that you love your neighbor as yourself. Who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is not just your next door neighbor. Your neighbor are, is people who you come in contact with. These are your neighbors, people who are touched and influenced by your life. Your co-workers are your neighbors. Okay. As believers, we're called to love people. It, you might not like what they do, but you're called to love who they are. You, we're called to love people. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16 tells us that he gave his only begotten son. You might not like their ways. Say you don't like their ways, but never say you hate a person because when we have hate in our heart, we don't have God's love in our heart. Because love and hate can't dwell in the same place. How about that? But as, as believers, we're called to love our neighbors. We're called to love people. Uh, my neighbor is not just my next door neighbor. My neighbor is people that I uh, come in contact with. The lady at the grocery store that I don't know, that's my neighbor. Neighbors aren't just people that you know. Neighbors are people that you come in contact with. My neighbor is this person in standing in back of me at the grocery store line. And, and I might say, hey, why don't you get in front of me? Because you don't have that much. That's loving my neighbor like Christ loved me. You'd be surprised of the tiny acts of kindness that draws people um, to the Lord or just make their day so much better. And as we approach these evil days, it's going to be so important that as believers that we show so much many acts of kindness. Because it's a rarity. People holding the door open for you. Thank you so very much. And, and guess what? It's okay to say hi to people you don't know, too. <laughs> when you go to the grocery store, those people around you, those are your neighbors. <laughs> Jesus affected people's lives wherever he went. And there is no favoritism. Christ, Christ has no favorites. There's no favoritism. His judgment is right. It's based upon his love for God and his love for people. And when you love people, period, you're not going to make a difference. I'm not going to treat you better than I treat another person. Right and wrong don't change according to who you are. Right and wrong is based upon who, what God says. And that's the measuring stick. I'm not going to tell you you're right when I know you're wrong because I've been knowing you a long time. No. Based upon the word of God... This is wrong. Based upon the word of God, this is right. This is how we judge. We don't get to use our own opinion when it comes. Our opinion should be God's opinion. He wants us to put on the mind of Christ. And when we don't know what the counsel of God is concerning an issue, we need to go to the word of God to see what it says. <laughs> okay, so we need to love our neighbor. But in order to love people the way God loves people, we have to first love God. To love others like God, we must first love God. So people who don't love God don't know God, and they're not loving you like God. So we're talking, let's start with the selfish kind of love. Okay, selfish kind of love is just that. It seeks its own way. It doesn't care about 
what your schedule is. It doesn't care about what your plan is. It don't care anything about your life. Selfishness only cares about what they want. Let me use a baby for an example. When your baby is a newborn, they don't care nothing about you. They don't. They don't even know you yet. All they want is what they want. Okay. They don't care about how them waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning is going to inconvenience you. They don't care about how you being tired. They don't care about none of that. The only thing that baby understands, and spiritually speaking, this is how you can tell a baby Christian. Because the only thing that they care about is what they want. They're, they're not concerned about how it's going to affect the other person. They're not concerned about how it's going to... I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about the world. Okay? The world is selfish. Okay? And as believers, we're not supposed to live like that. Because love is not selfish. Okay? But in order to love like God, you have to love God. Because to love God is to be obedient to what he says. And love is not selfish. Okay? So when we're acting selfish, we don't care about, well, that's why it's not about loving ourselves. It's loving ourselves like Christ loves us. It's not the selfish kind of love. It's loving ourselves the way Christ loves us. Okay. We need to love ourselves like Christ loves the church. We do. We need to love because no man ever hated his own flesh, right? So we need to take care of our natural bodies. I'm not talking about in a selfish kind of way. Selfish love is when you have no concerns or cares about the needs of others. You only want what you want. And when you don't do what I say, it makes me angry because I don't care about what you got going on. The only thing that's important is what I want. That's selfish kind of love. We're going to get into this. We're going to go into this. First John 1 and 5 tells us, remember I said to love others like God, we must first love God. So first John 1 and 5 says, and everyone who loves the father also loves the child born of him. In other words, if we love God, we should love the children of God. So when we say I love God, but I don't like people, then that's not true. That's a lie. Um, because to love God, you got to love his children, right? To love God, if you marry someone and they have a child, you got to love their child. If you say you love them, you got to love their children too, because their children are an extension of who they are. This is why it's so important that before you marry someone, that they're able to love your child too, because it's not just about you, because your child is an extension of you. This means this child is a part of who I am. And as born again believers, to love God, we have to love the children of God, right? Born of him. By this we know without any doubt that this is the Amplified Bible, First John 1, uh, 1, uh, 1, we're on First John 1, that was 1, First John 1 and 1 says, everyone who loves the Father also loves the, uh, the child born of God. First John, we're going to read First John 1 through 5, we're on verse 2 now. It says, by this we know without any doubt, this is the Amplified, that we love the children of God expressing that love when we love God and obey his commands. Okay. For the love, true love of God is this, that we habitually keep his commands. We do, we do what God say on a habitual basis. We do it on purpose. We make a conscious decision that I'm going to do what God say do. Our love for God comes out of our obedience to God. We finna prove it here. Let me go back up. We have to, to love God. 
is to be obedient. It's to uh, it's to obey God. Now, I lost that entire verse. First John one, but everyone who loves the Father also loves the children. All right. By this we know that we love God. We love God. The way we prove our love for God is by obedience to God. Okay, by this we know without any doubt that we love the children of God, expressing that love when we love God and obey his commands. So we express our love to uh, to God when we uh, love others and when we love God. Everything that we do must be done out of our love for God. Whatever we do, Colossians says, in word or deed, we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. So when we have the love of God in us, Loving others is not going to be complicated because God's love is not based upon what we did or didn't do, right? Love is who God is. Love was not, is not based upon our love for others. That's why you could say you might hate what someone do, but it's never okay to hate a person because God loves us based upon who he is, not based upon what we did. What we did. God is love. Love is who God is. So everyone who loves the father also loves the children, those that are born of God because God loves people. So by this, we know without any doubt that we love the children of God, expressing that love. When we love God and obey his commands for the true love of God is this. This is what the love of God is. This, when I say that I love God, what I'm saying is really when we say we love God, what we're saying is I love God and I prove it by being obedient to him. Um, when we habitually keep his commands and remain focused on his precepts, his ways, and his commands and his precepts are not difficult. They're not hard to obey. First John and one. Let, let me read another version. First John and one. I want to break it down to you real easy. Where he talks about the way we know we love God is by our love for God. About obedience to God. First John 1 5. Let's read the NIV. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. Right? So to love God, let me see. To love God is to be obedient to what he says. That's how we prove our love to God. We prove our love to God by obedience to God. So we can measure how much we love God by our obedience to God. We keep his commandments. When we do what God say do, then we prove to him that we love him. So when he says love your neighbor, first he says the first commandment is to love the Lord with your heart, your mind, and your soul. And then the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because he knows that in order to love, love someone like him, we got to love him first. So are you loving people with the love of God or if you are you loving people uh, because of what they can do for you? Make sure that the sacrifice you're asking others to do for you 
that you're willing to do the same sacrifice for others. James 2 and 8. If, however, you are really fulfilling the, a real, the, law, the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, if you have an unselfish, amplified, this is James 2, 8. It says, if, however, you are really fulfilling the, the, the royal law according to the Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, if you have an unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefits, you are doing well. Um, God's love is not selfish. You're not, in other words, you're not just doing stuff for people so you can get them to do stuff for you. That's not the love of God. And that's not, the. Uh, uh, um, you're doing that for your own benefit. When we're doing stuff for people, so we can turn around and say, well, I did all of this for them after I did. No, that's not God's love. I don't do stuff for people so they can do stuff for me. If I do something for you, it's going to be because I feel like the Lord is telling me to do it. Therefore, if I'm doing something that God has asked me to do and you turn around and do and, and do evil in return, the only thing that says is that shows me the evil in you. It has nothing to do with me because what I did for you, I did for God. And the way we can tell when our when our service to others is out of our love for God or we did it because of God, we're not going to feel cheated when someone else comes back and do you dirty. Because you did it because God said to do it. So this is why the Bible said, pray for those who despitefully use you. Why? Because people cannot use you when you're doing stuff because God said so. They're not using you. God used you. But make sure that you're doing it because God said to do it. It doesn't matter who it is, whether it's your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friend, a stranger on the street. Make sure that whatever you do in word or deed, you do it because the Lord told you to do it. Because anything done outside of faith is sin. In other words, if you're just doing stuff because you're trying to prove something to somebody or you're afraid that if you don't do it, you're afraid of what they're going to think about you because that's how people are falsely lied on and persecuted. Because when people don't do what you want them to do, you start saying evil things about them. Let me tell you the thing about a selfish person. Selfish people, you can do a million and one things for them. But the one, th the one time you don't do that one thing for them, that's the only thing that they're going to remember. I'm not talking about selfish kind of love. Selfish kind of love, loving yourself like Christ loves the church is not selfish kind of love. Selfish kind of love is self-seeking. It's all about what you can do for me and what I can get out of the deal. You don't use people as pawns. The selfish kind of love use people for pawns. Well, I'll use this person for that and I'll use this person for that. That's not God's kind of love. Now, God will put people in your life for a purpose, for a season, for a reason. But that's still not your call. That's not how, we don't use people as pawns on your chessboard. So that's selfish kind of love. When you're doing stuff for people so they can. Uh, I, I did a video on that uh, about a year or so ago about the, when the gift is not good. When a gift is not good, the gift has strings attached to it. And you can feel those strings. You know this is good when somebody... That's why you should be aware of men bearing gifts because not all gifts are good gifts. Have you ever took a gift with strings attached to it? Maybe because I have. I took a gift because I didn't want to hurt the person's feelings. And the Lord was saying no, but I did it anyway. And sure enough, that gift came back and it bit me. That gift was not given in love. 
this gift was saying, if I do this for you, then you're going to have to do something for me. Even though you didn't even ask the person for the gift. But that gift had strings attached to it. And I was afraid of hurting their feelings. You see how fear was in there? I did tell them, no, that's okay. But they was insisting upon doing it. So I let them do it. And it came back and the devil used that. Because the one time I didn't do what they wanted me to do, uh, they tried to put that yoke on me. Don't let people put yokes on you. Don't let put people put their bondages and their yokes of bondages on you. In other words, if someone calls you and asks you to do something and you can't do it, and they get angry, that's okay. Because that's what it is. They're trying to put their yoke on you. They're, try to, they're trying to make you their servant. God said no, and that's what that is. And, and when we got selfish kind of love, it don't understand. It don't understand it. Selfish kind of love just want what it wants. It doesn't matter how it's going to affect you. It, it's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about what, you know, they're trying, when people try to put a yoke on you, they're trying to make you their servant. They're trying to bring you in submission to their will. And if that's not what God is saying, that's why I tell people, I'm not going to be manipulated by nothing or no one. It doesn't matter. Not my children, not my husband, not my friends, not my mama, daddy, or whoever. Because I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as children of God, our goal is to be led by the Spirit of God. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I'm trying to talk about the selfish kind of loving, loving your neighbor as yourself. When you're trying to manipulate people, you're doing stuff for people so they can in turn do something back for you. That's not how I operate. When I do stuff for you, that's because I know in my heart, the Lord said, this is what you need to do. <laughs> how many of you know that people can't use you when you're doing what God tells you to do? We have to be led by the spirit. I have every word is not your word, even though it's in the word. But is that what God is telling you to do right then, in that moment, in that minute, in that second? You need to make sure because the devil will come and try to steal your time. Beware of thieves because the devil will steal your time. Okay, so don't let no one put their yoke on you, that yoke of bondage, trying to make you a servant of what they want. Make sure this is why I tell people. I have to pray about it. I have people asking me to do stuff, and I say, well, I have to pray about that. Why? Because it, um, it, it's not that maybe God didn't tell you to do it. Maybe that's something for you to do. But I have to make sure that's what God has told me to do. That's how I operate. Because one thing I have learned, that if God is not telling you to do something, he's not going to grace you to do it. But anything that God calls you to do, he will grace you to do it. But don't let your love be selfish either where you don't want to do something because it's an inconvenience for you. Let, make sure God leads by way of peace. So Jesus said, take my yoke upon me. Take my yoke on and learn of me for my yoke is easy. Matthew 11, 29, this amplified, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. We need to have God's yoke on us. And when we're yoked with God's yoke, when we are servant to the Lord Jesus Christ, then uh, our service to others is going to come out of his command or our submission to him. Yes, 
No. You let the Holy Ghost tell you yes or no. You, you let the Lord say, yes, you can do this. No, you can't. That's who you listen to. You don't just do stuff because mama called and said, hey, you got to come and do this. Um, Jesus said, if you love your mother, your brother, your sister more than you love me, then you're not even worthy to come after me. What is he saying? He's not saying that you don't love them. But what he's saying is that if you love them more, you tend to compromise. If you love your friend more, if you love your boyfriend more, if you love your husband more, if you love your children more, you tend to compromise what he says to do what we want. But when we don't, when we're not obedient to God, we don't love God. Let's get, let's get that straight. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and not do what I say? God, Jesus said, the way you can tell you love me is by your obedience to my word. That's how we prove our love to God. Our obedience to God proves our love to God. So we have to, God wants us to love our neighbor as you love yourself. But the kind of love God is talking about is our love that comes from him. Because when we love God, then we will love his children. And when we love God, we will love people. For God so loved the world that he gave his And not just people that you know. But when you love God, you can help pe love people that you don't know. So I don't have to know you to love you. I don't have to know you to help you. I help a lot of people I don't know. I don't have to know you to uh, pray for you. God does not have favoritism. The favor of God is on us, but we're not his favorite. God loves the world. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16 says. So is your love selfish, self-seeking? How are you loving your neighbor? Are you loving your neighbor with a selfish kind of love, a love that only benefits you? Are you loving your neighbor with the God kind of love? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. When you're selfish, don't, don't let people... Don't be enslaved by the yokes of bondage of others by doing what they want you to do. Servitude, make, make sure that what you do is you're doing it, like I said, because God is telling you to do it. Um, the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 11, 29, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Follow me as my disciples, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, but less quiet for your souls. So God is saying, take on my yoke. In other words, become my servant. Do what I say. Do it because I said to do it, not because they said to do it. Do it because I said to do it, not because you're feeling pressure by them to do it. But you, because see, when, when people ask you to do something and you feel a yoke, you feel a bondage, you feel something that come, heavy come on you, that's not God telling you to do that. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. God is saying, do it because I said to do it. But when you're doing stuff because God said to do it, He's going to grace you. He's going to give you the energy. He's going to, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He's going to give you his strength. He's going to give you his grace, his strength, his ability to do whatever it is that he's called you to do. Don't that make sense? That if he asks you to do it, he's going to help you to do it. It's not going to be weighty. It's not going to be heavy. Like I tell people when I do clothes giveaways, that's not work. That's fine. Why? Because when God graces me, uh, asks me to do it, or he puts it on me to do it, he tells me where to go, what place to go, and then we do it, it his grace is on it, and it's fine. It, it, but if you look at it, it looks like it's a lot of work, all those clothes, all the women's shirts here, all the men's pants there, all the shoes, band, uh, rubber bands around them, 
That looks like work. My work is my worship. My work is my worship. My worship is my work. That's my worship to the Lord. And my heart is glad. My heart, when I'm putting those rubber bands around them shoes to match them up, you just don't even understand the joy, the joy of the Lord that's within me. Because I consider an honor and a privilege to be able to do anything that God has asked me to do because he's done everything for me. And it's my love for God that causes my obedience to God. And it's my love for God that causes my service to others. But because I love God, I'm going to listen to him. And when he says, his, let your yay be yay, your nay be nay, because everything else is from the evil one. Quit telling people yes to things that you know God is saying no because of the fear of man, because you're afraid of what they're going to think. Or, well, they took me to the doctor last week, so it won't be right for me to say no to them this week. That's not how God works. Because whatever you do to others, God will see that it's done back to you. And a lot of times people think that the same person that the blessing came through is the same person that you're supposed to give the blessing back to. But that's not how that works. But people like to say, what? After all I did for you, I just took you to the doctor yesterday and you can't take me today? Well, then that's how you know when people's motives aren't right. Matter of fact, when I gave this gift to this, when this person gave me this gift and I took it and God told me no, that was one of the things that they brought back. When I said they came back and got me, they said, and I bought this chicken for you. And I, I never asked them to do anything. They, they offered to do it because my husband was sick. And I knew I shouldn't have took it. But I'm, and then they say, well, I'm not saying it because I did. That's exactly why you're saying it. Because when a gift has strings attached to it, that ma it makes this part. What they're trying to do is manipulate you with the gift. They're trying to make you feel like, oh, I'm obligated to do something for them. Because they, I, I've seen people in, in this type of witchcraft uh, relationships. Well, they buy for me. Now, next time I have to buy for them. You know, you feel that string. You feel that attachment. Because it's not love. You see, so when something, when love is not attached to the gift, this person has a sense of entitlement. I did this for you and you didn't do this for me. Well, see, that's the problem. You weren't supposed, supposed to be doing it for them. You were supposed to be doing it because that's what the Lord asked you to do. So I, that's why I don't really feel cheated or slighted by nothing I do. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't care who you are. If the Lord is not telling me to do it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my friends, or whoever. If the Lord is not telling me to do something, I'm just not doing it. And it's point blank flat. Because what I understand is if God is not calling me to do something, he's not going to grace me. He's not going to strengthen me. And it's not going to be a joyous work. Because if I'm just doing this because you asked me to do it, then it's going to be work. You say, whatever you find your hands to do, do it. That's if the Lord is leading you to it. Because the devil will steal your time. Those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. As we grow up into sonship. Now, the way you can tell if you are a son of God is if you see God as your father. Some of us don't see God as our father. And so when we don't see God as our father, then we're not sons yet. We haven't grown up in the sonship. You can be a child and not be a son. You are a son, but you don't know it yet because you haven't grown up in sonship. 
Because as you grow up in science, see, the little baby don't know that that's his mama. He really don't. You can give a newborn baby away at birth and he'll never know that you wasn't his mama unless somebody tells him. But when you grow up, when you become a son, when you grow up and become grow from a child to a son, you understand a son knows who his father is. So I have to stop and ask the question. Do you know God as your father? A son calls us. We've been adopted into sonship. We were adopted by God because we had to be redeemed because we was born into sin. That's why we had to be born again by the blood of Jesus. That's why we have to come through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to the Father. And if we try to come any other way, the Bible says we are a thief and a robber. But when we, when we see God as our Father, then we, are, we have the ability, we're called considered sons. But when we see God as a man upstairs, when we, when we live life feeling like we got to do it, we have not grown up in the sonship. We don't understand. We don't equate God as being our father. So we can't call him Abba Father. But God is your father. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, I, I have some good news for you. That God is your father. And as a child goes to a father for permission to do things, this is how God said, I need you to come to me to do things. And the reason we're having problems being led by the spirit of God is because we don't recognize him as our father. We have not grown into sonship. When you recognize that you are a son of God, the sons of God, those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Do you, we're talking relationship. Do you know God is your father? A baby don't know that God is his father. So a baby, uh, the man upstairs, when you see people calling God the man upstairs, that's not sonship. That means they don't know him. Okay. But when we grow into sonship, that's when we have the ability to be led by his spirit. So I am a son of God or a child of God, a daughter of God. And I am, because I am, I know God is my Abba father. And so I'm going to be led by the spirit of God. And it's hard for people to pull me off course. That's one of the reasons it's hard for me, for people to pull me off course. It's hard for people, you know, uh, because I'm going to be led by the spirit of God. How do you know when you're being led? Well, God leads by way of peace. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That, you know, we're going to find peace in God's presence. We're going to find peace by keeping our minds stayed on him. Isn't that what Jesus say? Those who keep their minds stayed on me, I'll keep in perfect peace. Well, God, if we don't have peace, he lead us besides, uh, he, well, he lead us besides the still water. He make us lay down in the, in the green pastures. Psalms 23. Read that. That's what the shepherd does for us. But Matthew 11, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Following me, this amplified, following me as my disciples. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in me. When we're disciples of Jesus Christ, disciples of Jesus Christ, we're dis we do as we see him too. We're going to be led by the Spirit. When we're led by the Spirit of God, we're not easily distracted or thrown off course. Because we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is my Father. This is why I say Abba Father, because God is my father. I am his child. I'm his son, his daughter. So by him being 
Um, he said, you must come to him as a child. If you don't come to him as a child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because grown people don't see a need to consult with their father. Do you know God as your Abba Father? When we know God is our father, we can be led by the spirit of God. So we're talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. We're talking about the selfish kind of love. When unless you're going to get something out of it, some people won't do stuff for you unless they're going to get something out of it. But you're going to give me some gas money or what you're going to do for me. That's not that's not the God kind of love. When he say, but 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 I got news for you. People are loving you the way they love themselves. People who don't take care of themselves. No condemnation. People who let people treat them any kind of way. That's because they don't love themselves and they don't understand God's love for them. Just because you are a Christian don't mean you do everything people want you to do. No, when you are a disciple and a son of God, you are led by the Spirit of God. So maybe today the Lord said, okay, you can go to the hospital. But tomorrow he said, no, you can't. But if you're doing it just to be selfish... Now, when you are a son of God, you have the ability to be led by God. And when you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you understand and you know that your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. A disciple of Jesus Christ is a follower of Jesus Christ. So what is it? We need to get the counsel of God concerning the situation. What is the Lord saying to you? Sometimes he say, just be still, be quiet. But then you'll have people calling you wanting to do this and that and that. And you'll have to say no. Sometimes you can't answer the phone because you said, okay, just be still, be quiet. That's what you're called to do. You can't be worried about, oh, what if what are they going to think or what they're going to say? No, it's what God is going to think and it's what God is going to say. But let's talk about God kind of love. The selfish kind of love is self-seeking. It does not care about what your needs are. It doesn't care about how they're going to inconvenience you. It don't care about none of that. The only thing that the selfish kind of love is concerned about is how you make me feel. It's how you treat me. It's all about me. The selfish kind of love is all about me. So I'm loving my neighbor. When I'm loving my neighbor with selfish kind of love, it's all about them. That's a yoke. Do not allow people to put their yokes, a bondage on you. Just because they need something, every need is not your need to meet. We need to understand that. Every need is not your need. But make sure that you're being led by the Spirit of God. Don't just be doing that because saying that because you're selfish and self-seeking and lazy. Because in order to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're going to have to make sacrifices. That means that when God asks you to do something, it's always going to inconvenience your flesh. It's always going to inconvenience. We must lose our life to find our life. This is the best life in the world, being a disciple of Jesus Christ and being led by the spirit of God, because he will give you he will lead you beside the still water. He will cause you to eat from the green pastures. He's going to call let give you time to rest. And then he's going to be time for work. And I know this is good when it's time to rest. And I know when it's time to work. And I'm not going to let don't let other people put their yokes on you. In other words, when I say yoke, don't try to don't let other people make you their servant. Mama, mama wants you to come do this. Uh, brother wants you to come do this. Husband wants you. But what is God saying? What did God say for you to do? And, and one thing I like to tell people, because people who don't love themselves, they will sacrifice themselves. They will self-sacrifice themselves. They do some crazy stuff. 
uh, um, because they don't love themselves. And I always say you have to take care of yourself first because if you don't health wise and, you know, we got to eat right. We got to make sure we're getting enough sleep and rest because we live in this physical body. Because what I had to realize, if you don't love take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. Our body is the temple. This is the place that God lives in. You see, a selfish person won't care about the fact that you sick with the flu. All they know is they need a ride and they need it now. You see, they don't care about nothing that you have to say. Matter of fact, they are blinded because selfish people are not walking in love. So they're blinded by the darkness. And the only thing a selfish person can see is what they need. They don't care about you. They don't care about what you say. They don't care about none of that. They don't care about the fact that you've been up 24 hours and worked 13-hour shifts. They don't care about none of that. The only thing a selfish person cares about is what they need. That's how you know when you're dealing with a baby, too, because babies don't care. But you have to love yourself, and you have to, you have to love God more than you love anything and anybody else. That's why I said, love the Lord thy God. God, what are you saying? I know my mama just called. I know my daddy just called. I know my brother just called. I know my friend just called. But God, what are you saying? I said, be still. Sit here. We have to get out of this hero uh, mentality. And the hero mentality makes you believe that unless you do it, it can't be done. That's a trick of the devil because, see, you're not God. And you have to quit thinking that unless you do it, it can't be done. I promise you, if you don't do it, it's still going to get done. <laughs> you have to quit thinking that way. We have to be led by the spirit, not led by other, not led by the needs. Because if God was led by needs, there wouldn't be any needs in the world, right? Led, uh, led by the spirit of God. God said those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. I've done some things to help some homeless people. I was led by the Spirit of God. Okay, when he say pull back, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This They have to come to the end of themselves. This is what you have to do. And so I'm listening to the Lord. And they've called and said, oh, I'm this, I'm that. And I was no more moved than the man on the moon. You know why? Because that's not what God was telling me. That's not what he was telling me to do. But guess what? Just because I didn't do it, they st it still got done. Okay, so I want to talk about the God kind of love. So what is God's kind of love? We want to get through this. It's for uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Let me see if I can find it here. And I want to read it from the Amplified Bible because I'm almost out of time, you guys. I got six minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about what's the when we're loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, um, this is the kind of love that we're going to see. It says that love endures long. It's patient. You're going to see kindness. You're going to see that love is not jealous. It doesn't boil over with envy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. Love does not display itself in a haughty way, a prideful way, trying to make people think you're better than. It's not conceited, arrogant, self-employed, or prideful. It's not rude. Love is not rude. It does not act unbecomingly. Love is not rude. Love say thank you. Love say please. Love is not rude. When you do something for somebody, they're going to be grateful to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, love is not rude. It's not, um, it, 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 uh, uh, love, God's love, is, it, God, God's love in us, it does not seek its own right or its own way. God's love, the love of God that's in us, 
It's not trying to seek his own will or his own way. You know, in other words, if, if I say, you know, we're going to try to make things convenient for each other because love is not trying to, you know, you're going to love is considerate of other people. It's, it's considerate of the needs of other people, not just your own selfish needs, but God's love is considerate of the needs of other people. Don't just be considered of your own needs, but be considered of other people's needs, the Bible tells us. So love, it does not insist on its own right or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. God's love is not self-seeking. It's not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. In other words, when we, that's not taking on the offense. Love does not take on the offense. Uh, because when we understand the fight, Ephesians 6 and 12, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We understand it's nothing personal. This is what they did to Christ. God is love. Love is who God is. And as children of God, when we abide in God, God, God loves abide in us. And if we say we love God, then we have to love like God. That means we have to love his people. Because God is love. We can't say we love God who we can't see and don't love people who we can see. He said a lie. Uh, but it takes no account of even doing so. I tell people it's nothing personal. And anyone who really knows me knows that it's really nothing personal. Um, just because someone get offended uh, or whatever, I don't feel that way. Because the truth of the matter is I was just saying what the word was telling me to say. So they got offended. Some people would just get offended at you because of the, 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 the word that God have you to give them. Um, Proverbs say, don't rebuke a marker lest they turn and hate you. So people will hate you for telling them the truth. They hated Jesus because he told the truth. So don't be intimidated by that. When you tell someone the truth and they get angry, don't be intimidated by that. Because remember, they, they try to stone Jesus. They try to push him off the cliff. And uh, all because of the truth he told. He, he really was perfect, went around doing nothing but good. It does, uh, Verse 6, Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 13 and 6. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness. In other words, it's not happy when bad things are done, when when people suffer something uh, bad bad happen to them. You don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody, even if they did bad by you. You don't want to see something bad happen to them because it wasn't them that did it to you; it was the devil using them, right? Um, but rejoice is when right and truth prevails. We hate, you know, you do want the truth to come out, and you you rejoice in that. You don't rejoice when evil is done and when people do evil, but when the truth is revealed, you do. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Okay, and it's always ready to believe the best of everyone. It's not evil suspicion, always thinking evil thoughts about other people. A lot of times that's coming out of our own stuff. It hopes or it hopes are faithless under all circumstances and it does everything. Without weakening, but without giving into it. Love is patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering, it can endure. Uh, love never fails, no, it never fades out or becomes absolute loot or comes to an end. When people say, I'm tired, I'm, I'm ready to give up, I'm ready to quit. Well, that was your love, that wasn't God's love. Okay, and a good, and a good thing about that place is that now that you're tired and you're ready to give up, now God can step in. Because I always tell people, unless you... Uh, unless you've done things, tried uh, God's way, you haven't tried everything. You've just done your things your way. So now that you're tired of doing things your way, that's a good thing. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, I surrender. I give up. Show me your way. That's a good place, the place of surrender. I'm finna end here. My time is ending. You guys be blessed. Make sure the sacrifice you ask others to make for you is the same sacrifice you're willing to make for others, okay? Because love is not selfish. When we love others as ourselves, our love for others will come out of our love for God. I'm in here. You guys be blessed. Be encouraged. Support our, our um, 
Nonprofit We Care, 1966.us. That's our website. Follow me on Facebook, Pearlie Martin Podcast. I'm in here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Like I always say, keep looking for the good in your day so you see God's goodness all throughout your day. If you'd like to support our podcast, hit support on my podcast. Okay? I'm ending it here. Please share the podcast. Be blessed. Be so encouraged. Learn to love your neighbors like God loves you. Okay? I'm ending it here.